freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com, the network's website, oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, January 22nd, 2012. The show is live every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. East Coast time. That's 4 to 6 Central. And we have a great show lined up for you here today with our special guest, Bob Tuscan, coming up this hour. Bob's going to be with us for the entire show today. We'll be taking calls probably during the second hour. And uh, we're going to be continuing our ongoing discussion with Bob on the change in our quality of attention and what type of change in attention is required if we're really going to move forward and solve some of the problems that humanity is beset with at the current moment in history. So we're going to be talking a lot about alternative media, freedom of speech, the encroachments that are coming down upon freedom of speech in our world in the modern day and uh, anything else that we might get into with Bob that's coming up after the next break. So I do have a couple of quick event announcements I just want to go through quickly. Um, At the last Wednesday of this month, January 25th, there's going to be a film screening. That's actually this coming Wednesday uh, at um, Media Bureau Studios, which is at 725 North 4th Street here in Philadelphia. This is hosted by Truth, Freedom, Prosperity, an activist group here in Philadelphia. And every last Wednesday of the month, they have a documentary screening and discussion night. And this month, they're going to be showing I Am Fishhead. I Am Fishhead is a film about psychopathy, human psychopathy, something everybody needs to really understand if we're going to know what we're up against. So that's coming up this Wednesday, January 25th at 7.15 p.m. at Media Bureau Studios here in Philadelphia. Um, Also, I have two radio interviews coming up this week. I will be interviewed on Red Ice Creations with Henrik Palmgren later this week. Look for the show later in the week or possibly next week, depending on uh, when Henrik uh, gets it up online on his site at redicecreations.com. An incredible, 
invaluable resource for seekers of truth. I highly suggest, if you don't already know all about Red Ice, to go over to Red Ice Creations and check out Henrik Palmgren's incredible site uh, with a wealth of information. Also, I'll be interviewed on the Antimatter Zone Network on the show called Occult Empire with Bob from Cincinnati, a frequent caller to the What on Earth is Happening radio show. That'll be taking place this Thursday, January 26th at 8 o'clock p.m. East Coast time. The topic will be alchemy and the alchemical tradition. So look forward to that one. I'll post a link on the What on Earth is Happening website to remind people about that one. Here comes the break music. We'll be right back after these words, ladies and gentlemen, with our special guest, Bob Tuscan. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everyone. This is my website, whatthenightshappen.com. We have a special guest here on the show today, Bob Tuscan, another host on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. Bob's show is every weeknight from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You don't want to miss his show. He brings on great guests. He talks about all relevant issues about what is taking place in our world and what we can do to improve it. Solutions-oriented approaches are something Bob always focuses on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What on Earth is Happening, our special guest, Bob Tuscan. Hey, Mark. Thanks. And you're one of my favorite guests that I have on my show. Uh, And for folks that missed it, uh, Mark was on Wednesday, was it? Yes. And uh, that's, of course, at the archives bobtuscan.com and the intelhub.com, my two sites. Um, Mark, we, there's a lot of things we can talk about today, but why don't we just let the uh, primary talk out of everyone's system, okay, folks? Here we go. Gingrich, Gingrich, uh, Romney, uh, Santorum, Gingrich, and that's uh, enough of that. Uh, did everyone enjoy that commentary? I hope so. <laughs> It seems to be the forefront of what everyone is talking about, but we're going to be focused on a little bit, something a little bit more abstract. The freedom yeah. of speech is probably going to be the uh, the center piece for the topic today. But uh, in general, what I've been talking about on the show and the reason that I brought you on and the reason I wanted to talk to you regarding this topic is I've been discussing a solutions-oriented approach that I call the change in our quality of attention. The kind of change in attention that is required if we're going to solve the problems in consciousness that we're currently experiencing. So I want you to speak to that, to what you personally did to change your quality of attention. In other words, uh, you know, what did you do that woke you up? Um, how did you change your mm-hmm. personal attention to get off of the poison stream of media and uh, start to concern yourself with matters and issues that really, really affect us, uh, the truth in general? What was that process like for you and what woke you up? Sure, it's an ongoing process, and folks, it, it's really difficult. Uh, it you know requires baby steps. Uh, a lot of us are born into this world and this climate of just constant mind control and propaganda everywhere you look, with you know subliminal messages and whatnot. Uh, and I came from a fairly you know liberal uh, secular family. 
that gave me some some moral you know guides. Uh, that gave me a little bit of a moral guide, uh, is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, so I had the you know the fundamental morals always in my life. I've always considered myself to be somebody who's you know against wrongdoing, and uh, you know it's not a messiah complex. It's a matter of ethics, folks. You know, if somebody violates natural law, that has never sat well with me, okay? And I've always been somebody that uh, doesn't just sit back uh, and be apathetic while their neighbor's house is burning down. I, I go and, you know, help the neighbor. Uh, and even though my parents had taught me this in a sense, uh, and not just my parents or a product of more than just our, our nuclear family, uh, even though I, I learned this in my environment, uh, I still was around so many people that just didn't get the big picture. You know, they can apply it in some context. They can apply the, the ethics in certain contexts. But in other contexts, they drop the ball. Uh, and I realized it was because they're consumed with information that is vanity-filled, uh, you know, job-filled, money-filled, consumer-filled. And that was taking us away from our true self. So at a very young age, Mark, <clears throat> I got out of the whole vanity-based lifestyle, the whole, you know, I'm cool, I'm popular as a kid, you know, because as a kid growing up in South Florida in a very cutthroat culture, that's the thing to do, to, to go for the vanity. You ego know, identification. Have, yeah, and, and that ego death was probably the first part of, of my journey that I'm on. Uh, and it's a required part to all of this. Uh, and, and that's something that I, I think we should pause on here and look at it a little bit deeper other than just my personal story because really it has nothing to do with me. Uh, and that's what I discovered, uh, which led me to be able to consider things with a critical open mind. So when you, when you put your ego aside, and, and Theogens was definitely a part of that for me uh, when I got a little bit older, but even on a more simple level, you know, just putting aside your ego uh, and putting aside, you know, changing your, your value system opens you up to, to learning and to getting beyond uh, the paradigm that the, the powers that shouldn't be want to keep you in as a useless eater and a consumer. Uh, and that was probably one of the pivotal parts of, of my awakening, if you will, was just Letting the ego go, and I, I know that uh, might sound condescending to some, you know, everybody has an ego, and yeah, it has its place, uh, and there's a balance, of, of course, uh, but intellectually speaking, if, if you're a know-it-all, if you, you're somebody that doesn't, uh, you know, that is told something by the teacher, and therefore you accept it because your ego tells you that's an authority figure and that you should accept what they tell you, then you're going to be a, a product of the mind control in our world today. Uh, and if we allow ourselves to question that authority, which is something I also did just, uh, you know, inherently, then we, we can go beyond the paradigm, again, that the, the lame stream wants to put out for us. Absolutely. I think 
uh, understanding the proper role of the ego is so important in that process. It isn't that the ego needs to be completely destroyed. It needs to be put into its place. It needs to serve its proper function of helping us to deal and uh, interact in the physical reality in which we live. It isn't about total ego destruction. It's about not letting the ego run the house of the human right. spirit. Uh, it's about using it as a tool, which is as it is intended to be used as, but not letting it be uh, set up as the uh, the keeper of the house, so to speak. Right, and and it's important that people get that early on if they want to allow themselves to really be able to see what's going on. That's the first step, and and like I said, there there requires uh, it re it requires baby steps um, because some of us get it faster than others, yeah. But at the end of the day. We are just so uh, submersed in, in all this propaganda and mind control around us that if we get stuck in our ego of right. wanting to just be right and be okay and be happy and, uh, you know, just sit there fat and, uh, you know, <laughs> worship gluttony and these sorts of skills and or not skills, but these sorts of qualities, then uh, we're going to be a product of the, the mind control. We're going to we be a product of, of the world we live in. Exactly. We have to be willing to give up attachments to the things that don't serve who we really are as a people. And if we're willing to admit that we're wrong and give up those attachments, then we can make forward progress. So you bring up really great, uh, really great and re relevant points uh, there with uh, with those aspects of the the shift in attention and the awakening process. I want to um, ask you about your your pro background. Uh, as how as far as how you got involved in the alternative media community and radio in general so uh, think about that and uh, we'll pick up on that topic on the other side of the break ladies and gentlemen you're listening to what on earth is happening with our special guest bob tuscan another oracle broadcasting host here on the network we'll be right back after these words stay with us All right, everyone, we're back with our special guest, Bob Tuscan. Bob, before this last break, I started to ask you about your professional background and how you got involved in the alternative media community. Can you uh, speak to that? Well, Mark, it started uh, at a young age uh, when I was listening to Coast to Coast. I mean, I've been listening to Coast to Coast for 15 years now almost, and I'm only 25. So when I was, what, 10, 11, I was tuning in late nights to Art Bell. Uh, and uh, I started to gain a passion for talk radio at a very young age, a very bizarre passion. Uh, and at that time, of course, I was kind of uh, succumbing to the neocons on talk radio and even the Howard Stern type stuff. Uh, and at the age of 15, I, I did my own talk radio show on an AM station in Miami, uh, which uh, we did weekly. And was kind of a prank call type show, having nothing to do with what's going on in the world. And and then eventually I did a show, a, a talk show with a guy named Craig Worthing, who was one of the longest running talk show hosts in South Florida. And uh, at the age 18, I was co-hosting with him on a weekly basis uh, with his talk show, also in South Florida. 
And uh, I, I really got out of it, to be quite honest, Mark. And uh, at about 19 or so, uh, right around there, I started to learn about what's going on in the world. Now, granted, I always had the backdrop of Coast to Coast, which allowed me to keep an open mind and listen to all sorts of things and entertain all sorts of different thoughts. I had the background of uh, the the study of entheogens and my thirst for knowledge when it came to that. And at that point, I had already witnessed uh, an election being stolen by Bush and uh, so many other fraudulent aspects of what was going on in the world. I had always been very much against war and that kind of thing. So from that anti-war movement eventually came, uh, you know, movies like Fahrenheit 9-11. How many years ago did Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 9-11 come out, Mark? Uh, was that 03 or 04? I mean, it was shortly after 9-11, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Like a I think year it was later o- or something. 02 or 03, yeah. Yeah. So I, that was, I remember going to the theaters and watching that with my family. Uh, and as we know now, Fahrenheit 9-11 is only scratching the surface. But from the point in which Fahrenheit 9-11 came out, uh, I began my trip down the rabbit hole until I found it in plain sight. And like so many people listening right now, 9-11, waking up to that was the aha moment in my life, which took the passion that I had for talk radio that I was using to just satisfy clear channel and the other conglomerates that are brainwashing people with their controlled media. And that includes Mitt Romney's uh, company that he owns, which owns most of clear channel. Uh, You know, I realized, I said to myself, Mark, wow, this is really messed up as a lot of people did. I got to do something about this. You know, this turned on my activism. I said this, you know, in my lifetime, and again, I don't mean to sound like uh, I have a messiah complex, but this in my lifetime, I'm not going to let this go under, uh, you know, go unheard. I'm not going to let this go away. I want people to know. And at that time, nobody really knew. So that was the time in which uh, we were, a lot of us were first starting to wake up. And we didn't know if we had other people out there that thought the same thing we did, that saw through the lie, that right. was deeply disturbed by this huge ritualistic trauma-based mind control and that was a pretext to killing millions. So what I did was what anybody would do. I took my passion for talk radio and I took my newfound passion for being an activist and I put the two together and the rest is history and I've uh, been learning using the talk radio uh, as a platform to learn. Well, Bob, uh, and in some ways, I don't think you give yourself enough credit because it's not something that just anybody would do. There are a lot of people out there who know and still stay silent, and that's one of the worst places to be. I've said over and over again on, on my show, um, you, you uh, took the role of a person who really listened to their conscience. That's what you did. You saw something that you knew wasn't right, and you decided you weren't just going to let it go. You were going to speak out about it, and then you took action based on that conviction. So not everybody does do that. Um, uh, I would say you know uh, a small percentage of people actually listen to that clarion call and actually take action based on that knowledge. So uh, you you definitely stand out in that regard because uh, again, yeah. there's ma- many less people who actually take it into the realm Have you of seen action. This show? Mark, what would you do? I have not. 
Okay, it's a it's a lamestream show, and I don't have a television. I threw my TV out years ago, years ago. But occasionally, I come across something on the web, mm-hmm. and uh, it catches my attention. And this is an ABC piece or something like that from the lamestream. Uh, and the the basic premise is they set up scenarios where somebody's uh, doing something that uh, you would think somebody would intervene if they overheard, uh, and somebody would say something, right? Like so in uh, other words, people's rights are being infringed, or maybe they're being mugged, or something sure, like that. Sure, okay. yeah. Or there's there's the case of the drunk that's about to get in the car. Would you stop them? Okay, okay. You know things, scenarios like that. Um, and I love this show because I end up in tears. Uh, and I don't know if if this is how they present it. I'm giving myself away as a softie, but I end up in tears. And I always end up in tears because I see people not knowingly that uh, that they're on camera, you know, they have no idea, it's can camera type situation, uh, and they actually do do something. They actually see the kid and say, I'm not going to let him uh, be in this situation, and they actually do get involved. Wow. And, and, and it touches me to see that there are people out there, and I, I know we feel alone a lot, uh, but there are people out there that will do something. And, and I realized, Mark, that these are the same people, though. That when you ask them about what's going on with 9-11 or the geoengineering operations taking place in our skies or the massive rings of pedophiles okay, that are really behind the scenes in Washington, uh, rest in peace Sandusky with your weaponized cancer because I had a feeling you were going to blow the whistle. Uh, that aside, I digress. The fact of the matter is on a micro level, people will act. Uh, and then again, I contradict myself because on a micro level, we've also seen them not act. Where the, right. the case of uh, the lady who was being uh, raped and there was 20 people around, nobody did anything because they all thought somebody else was going right. to do Right. It seems like when they feel that they're, they have some level of personal responsibility or maybe they're the only one who can respond to it, then they'll jump into action. But if they feel, oh, this could be left right. to someone else and they could pass the buck along, then they're willing to do that. That's exactly right. So if it's out of sight, out of mind, who cares? It's not in my backyard. But these same people, when they're, when they're put into the actual situation, they'll do something about it and they touch me. It touches me. It really does. But the, those same people, Mark, however, as we saw with the Milgram experiment, will put somebody to death with electric shocks because an authority figure is telling them to do so. Uh, the belief in authority, one of the great religions of the world, as we've talked about in past weeks on this show. It has such a powerful sway over the human mind, and people believe in this illusion, and uh, they give their, they try to give their personal responsibility over to it, thinking that they're not responsible for those actions. Exactly right. And I, I see it time and time again. I would say the, the number one way in which the powers that shouldn't be lie is through the use of an appeal to authority fallacy. Uh, and it's so prevalent these days. It's so common. I've seen it in so many different you know, parts of my, my life, whether it's dealing with somebody on the phone through telemarketing. I mean, everybody these days, and, and I could sit here and go through the different scenarios, but everyone these days is so quick to accept some something somebody tells them because of a perceived authority, because they have fancy letters next to their name, because they have That's a right. fancy rope or badge on, and not by the content of what they're telling them. That's why we have to apply the logical fallacies and critical thinking in accordance with the trivium to be able to see through that big lie. 
We'll be right back after these words, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Bob Tuscan. Stay asleep, obey. When he looks at it with his eyes, it's what we see. When he looks at it with sunglasses, he's seeing the same things all the way through. The subliminal symbolic that you couldn't see. Obey, no independent thought. Don't think to yourself. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today on the show, Bob Tuscan of BobTuscan.com. Another host here on Oracle Broadcasting. The Bob Tuscan Show is live every weeknight from 8 to 10 p.m. East Coast time right here on Oracle Broadcasting. Bob, uh, give us your take on the uh, the SOPA bill, the uh, Stop Online Privacy Act, and right. uh, and PIPA, the uh, Protect IP Act. These two bills uh, that are considered attacks on free speech uh, that are currently uh, making their rounds through Congress. Uh, let's get your take on those. Well, where's the outcry about the internet kill switch that Obama announced he had? Uh, where's the outcry uh, on the, the internet two plans that they have? Perhaps this is the start of Internet 2. Uh, but people are genuinely upset about what's going on. It's very interesting. I was just reading an article at the intelhub.com that they made a, a Stop SOPA app for Androids and iPhones. Did you hear about this? I have not. I know you got an Android, right, Mark? I do. They got the Boycott SOPA app for Android. Uh, it's been a huge help, supposedly, with the nationwide grassroots efforts against the draconian SOPA and PIPA bills. Uh, and they reported today in the news that a, another file-sharing site was taken down. You were just telling me about this, Mark. Uh, FileSonic. Yeah, I, will, I, I, willingly I, pulled their own services after the uh, the raid on uh, Mega, Mega Upload, Upload, another file-sharing service. Yeah. FileSonic uh, was not even raided by the feds and yet pulled down their own file-sharing services earlier today. So well, it, the it fear is you- obviously working. Yeah, and it shows you that that's all they need. They don't need any fancy legislation uh, to push the fear. Uh, and then we see a lot of flip-floppers in uh, Congress that said they would support it, then they wouldn't support it. Uh, we had uh, Reverend Al Franklin. Franklin, was that his name? Frank Franken? Franklin? I believe You know, so. the guy from Saturday Night Live? Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we had that clown go back and forth, and with a little bit of pressure, they... They say, oh, well, maybe we won't. Uh, the vote's coming up here in just two days. And uh, the 18th, of course, was a day in which a lot of the Internet was blacking their sites out, including Wikipedia and even Google, which makes you wonder. You know, it, Google might as well be called NSA. I mean, they're working so closely, gathering information uh, and gathering data for Echelon that it's not even funny. At this point, I see no separation between Facebook, YouTube, and Google. Completely co-opted. Uh, the only difference between here and China's internet is that China openly announces that they have an internet censorship campaign taking place. Uh, Operation Golden Shield in China was introduced, uh, what was it, 2005, something like that. And it was a 70-plus million dollar campaign to censor their internet and to be able to look for key words like Falun Dafa or Falun Gong or the Dalai Lama, those kind of things. Uh, and uh, it was another sign of, of where we're headed here in the East, uh, excuse me, in the West. Right. And the fact of the matter is 
is that we, we saw them take down the Internet in Egypt, which I believe was a operation that was taking place to, to test the waters, if you will, to see what kind of uh, you know, a response they will get. And then at the same time they take the Internet down there in Egypt, they have sock accounts, puppet accounts, from intelligence going around causing all sorts of trouble and, right. and tweets and all what and all that, which and they've it's, announced. It's, it's because of how powerful an influence the free flow of information can be when it comes to waking people up and showing them what's going on within their very own society that they would not ordinarily get to see and hear. This is why this resource really has to be protected and we have to watch out for all encroachments upon it. Because right now it is our window to an accurate understanding of our reality. So um, what, what do you think it could be some solutions that you would propose of what people would need to do to start really trying to go on the offensive even about uh, stopping and beating back these egregious attacks on free speech and free assembly in general? Right. One of the ways we can do that is uh, take ourselves off the dependencies uh, to their technologies. Uh, and I've talked to hackers and people who are a lot more technologically savvy than I am about this, and they don't think that it can be done. They don't think they can take it down. So I don't know that I've wrapped my head around what you can and cannot do. I, I guess there is talk of, uh, and we talked about this on a show I did a couple weeks ago, that uh, maybe they could take down the DNS directory or whatever it's called. I, I, again, I'm not good with the specifics on all this, but if you have a list of the IPs, Right. You can get around that uh, DNS problem. Sure, the domain name system basically routes uh, a name typed in to a, a URL ser uh, address bar to an actual server to an right, IP to the address IP. an actual server, yeah. right? Yeah, and then the, you know if we have the direct IP, then we can get to the site. Uh, but here's what I say, and this might sound completely radical, but I don't believe that we should be dependent on the electrical grid at all. We're so vulnerable right now to a major EMP taking down the grid, and if not an EMP, something else. And the fact of the matter is, if we're dependent on electricity, then I, I think you're in for a rude awakening uh, because the Internet is going to be the least of your concern. Hmm. Refriger you know, refrigeration, right. uh, you know, just <laughs> basics. Is, is gonna sanitation, everything. Sanitation, yeah. yeah. Right. All of these things we take for granted. Um, in addition to that, I, I would suggest ham radio. If we're talking about communication and we're talking about, you know, what we're doing right now, getting out the word to, to the masses and organizing with people. And, and don't get me wrong. Why we still have the Internet? We need to use it for all it's worth. We need to melt the heck out of it because it is a brilliant tool. Uh, of course, it's a double-edged sword um, because it's a, a vacuum. It sucks up all sorts of fluff and junk. But if you use it like we use it, in a way that uh, takes you down the rabbit hole, if you will, and brings you to different research like Marx or whoever's, then it could be a, an invaluable tool. It really is. Uh, and it's expedited my process of learning like you wouldn't believe. That's what so, it's all about. It's about changing your attention through these resources while they're at our fingertips, while they're available, whether you do it with digital uh, information, whether you do it through uh, listening to lectures, whether you do it by reading books. We need to change that quality of our attention and then bring that information by word of mouth to other people. Speak. 
the universe is spoken into existence. Don't be afraid to speak. Don't be afraid of what other people will think of you. It's about getting out there and getting in other people's face with this information, not being timid about it. If you know it's the truth, speak it to other people. Attempt to have an influence in their life and help them to change themselves. Don't be timid about it. I totally agree. I, I've always said that. You know, there's those people out there that don't want to get a confrontation. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to disturb anybody. You know, forget that. And, and maybe it's appropriate that I, I come from uh, pushy New Yorkers okay, <laughs> in my family, and I'm from South Florida, which is the sixth borough of New York. Uh, because you know, I always felt that so that we 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 should not be timid about this. We need to be bold. We need to get the bullhorn out. I've had my bullhorn stage where I go out and protest and you know, shout on the bullhorn. Right. Uh, we need to tell the guy drinking out of the water fountain about the fluoride, even though that guy wants to kick the crap out of me. <laughs> I think I've told you that story before, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, he looked at me. I, I was just volunteering. I said, you know, and it was very polite. I said, very casually, oh, what do you think about the fluoride you're drinking in the, the water fountain? You know, I'm waiting my turn. I'm about to dose myself up with it, too. I forgot my reverse osmosis water. And he looks at me like I just said the nastiest thing to him. Last time I checked, if my, somebody's poisoning me. You might want to know. You might want to know. And I, I, I would say thank you to the guy telling me. I said, oh, okay, I'll look into that. Even if I don't know if he's telling me the truth or not. Even if I think he's just some crazy guy with a bunch of big hair uh, and a tinfoil hat. Yeah, it's, it's great that you mentioned reverse osmosis. I mean, the quality of water, that goes hand in hand. So much of us is water, ladies and gentlemen. You yeah. know, the, cl the cleanliness of water is going to have a lot to do with the, the clarity and cleanliness of our mind and our body. Uh, reverse osmosis systems are definitely, uh, we use one, and I, I can't recommend them highly enough. I mean, uh, you want to get the, the drinking water that you're going to use on a daily basis as clean as you can make it uh, because the municipal water supplies they're they're not, they're not good for your body and sure. your mind they have and chlorine, not just your drinking water mark. sediments uh, pharmaceuticals yeah. fluoride as bob bob has said yeah and not just the drinking water i, right. I wanted to interject that what because are you of shower water well. right yeah transdermally you're absorbing all the junk uh, and you know i got to i got to call myself out on this i need to get a good shower filter i have yet to do so so see folks i'm human i'm not perfect i don't have everything figured out but i sure as hell need to get one soon well, Bob, since we got into this topic tangentially, maybe I'll post a couple of resources together with the show because I do have some information on, on filters like that. So cool. maybe I like it's something that. I'll post with the resources uh, attached to the show on the podcast page. Oh, I like that, and especially with babies, folks, with, with their brain. You've got the soft spot. You don't want them in that kind of water. Jeez. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up to another break. I'm going to give the uh, call-in number in the next segment so people get can get in the queue. We'll take some calls in the right. second hour of the show. But uh, we'll be right back with our the special Oracle guest, Broadcasting Bob. Radio Net Welcome back, everyone. I'm Mark Passio, and this is What on Earth is Happening. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today on the show, we're talking with special guest Bob Tuscan. 
His website is bobtuscan.com. Go over and check it out. Definitely check out Bob's show. He has a great radio show every weeknight here on Oracle Broadcasting from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Bob, I want to uh, give the call-in number so we could take some calls in the next hour from listeners. Sounds I'll good. D- I'll do that, and then I have a couple more questions I want to direct your way before uh, the uh, top of the second hour. So uh, the call-in number for the show, ladies and gentlemen, is 866-841-1065. Once again, the call-in number, 866 841 1065. Call in, get in the queue. We'll be taking your calls in the next hour uh, with our special guest, Bob Tuscan. Anything you want to ask Bob is fair game. Call in and uh, give us a shout. So, Bob, I want to talk to you about personal responsibility and the role that this plays in the change in our quality of attention. Because, as we all know, it's really still largely up to us the type of mental food that we take into our our makeup as a human being. And uh, I want to get your take on personal responsibility and how people who believe in some way that they have the right to to do this, quote, enforcement of infringing draconian laws against the freedom of speech of other human beings, uh, how how does that go uh, along with the dynamic of personal responsibility in your mind? Yeah, well, they they take it uh, unto themselves to violate natural law, uh, which is something that we've talked about time and time again, and I, I think it goes together with the idea of personal responsibility uh, and taking control of your own situation first and foremost uh, and not waiting for a savior to come and help you. You know, this is what the powers that shouldn't be want uh, the, uh, you know, election process to do is to distract you and take the onus away from yourself and your community and your family and put it into somebody else Uh, and, and especially uh, someone who is, you know, bought and paid for. Right. Uh, and even the Ron Paul campaign, to a certain extent, uh, you know, it, there's a balance that needs to be had there. Uh, I, I don't uh, put down Ron Paul. I, I'm not a huge supporter, per se. I, I know the Intel Hub and, and myself cover it quite a bit because I, I think it does bring attention to a lot of different issues. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm more of a grassroots guy. I'd much rather sit here and talk to you about how you are, are doing, uh, you know, different things to change uh, the situation that we're in. Uh, talk about growing a garden, uh, getting off the grid or whatever it may be. Uh, everybody has their own different, you know, way of going about this. But people are afraid of failure, Mark. They're afraid of failure. They're right. afraid of rejection. Right. Uh, so they don't have enough cuspa to get out there and do something, okay? Because they're they're afraid of being put down and put in their place, and they don't want to get hurt. Uh, and that's unfortunate uh, because, you know, if if they would realize that it is up to them uh, to uh, allow for these scumbags uh, to get away with what they get away with, right. okay? it is up to them. Uh, you know, who said it best? Uh, Martin Luther King Day happened just recently. There comes a point where your silence becomes complicit. That's right. The, and that's the old what it comes adage: If not you, who? If not now, when? You know, we have to realize there's nobody holding us back from forward progress in consciousness and evolutionary development and freedom except ourselves. 
And the longer we sit back and wait and rest on our laurels and don't get involved in this in this war, which is what it is. I mean, let's not mince words. It is a war. And people can say that's strong language or that's divisive language or that's dualistic language. But we're in a fight here. We're in a fight against the forces of darkness, tyranny, and enslavement. And if we don't get sure. involved in that struggle and ma- make it our personal responsibility and say, yes, we are responsible for what happens or doesn't happen in this war, um, then we're going to sit on the sidelines, watch life pass us by, and watch the uh, the default state of tyranny overtake us and ultimately rule over us. Right. And, um, and it's a lot easier, Mark, at the end of the day to pass the buck. Right. Let's pass the buck. Let's not worry about it. Let's just pass the buck. And that's why so many people result to the appeal to authority fallacy. Because that's they right. say, well, they pass the buck. They don't, they're not autodidacts. They don't think for themselves. They don't look into it for themselves. They say, well, because the doctor told me or because the president told us that that makes it so. Right. And, th- uh, and at this the end is, of the day. This is ahead. the exact line of ideology that is dwelling in the minds of these so-called controllers, the police and military classes, they're attempting to hand away their personal responsibility to others and say, oh, I can't be held responsible for my own actions. I'm actually doing these actions. I'm actually creating violence. I'm actually putting these people in cages for uh, what someone else told me I'm allowed to, to do that for, even though I have no right to do that because no one has been harmed as a result of their actions. But that's what, exactly what they want to do, pass the responsibility on to someone else, even though they're the people taking the actions. And it's, uh, and we wonder why the nanny state is, has gone out of control, you know, how they regulate just about everything. Because unfortunately, uh, the powers that shouldn't be, they, they buy into the Leviathan, to Thomas Hobbes and his work, where, you know, you know, human nature is all nasty and we need somebody to control us right? because we're inherently bad. We're inherently not able to take for ourselves and we're always in this survival of the fittest mentality. The poisoned worldview. Yeah, and this social Darwinism that's so prevalent. And I'm here to tell you, folks that it doesn't need to be the case that we as human beings have certain qualities that go beyond the rest of the animal kingdom. And in fact, if you take a look at Darwin's writings, he only mentions the survival of the fittest that he's so famous for, but a few times. In fact, he talks about human beings evolving to a place, if you will, to a, uh, where we're you know, able to love beyond our kinship and love beyond our, our direct you know, surroundings and whatnot. And we have all these other qualities, these benevolent qualities that exist in humanity that doesn't exist outside of, of the uh, animal kingdom. Uh, and rather than realizing that we as human beings have an amazing ability to be the custodians of this earth, to, to care for our children and provide them with an abundance that the earth provides. And I don't, I don't, I hope I'm not sounding too hippy dippy with this, Mark. I hope you see my point because absolutely, I, I think that if we uh, look at the alternative, which is the divide and conquer, the That's order right. out of chaos, the fact that there's what, you know, and if, as long as they keep us, uh, in that uh, frame of mind where we believe that we have to be in this state of chaos or in survival of the fittest, then they're going to be able to play on our emotions and our fears. It's uh, all about a, it time fundamental, time a fundamental shift in worldview and attention is what's required to get out of that 
attachment and that way of seeing the world that's been around us since we've been very young. So we've been conditioned to see the world like that uh, basically from the cradle, and it's passed down from generation to generation, a poisoned worldview like that. And as you've uh, been eloquent in saying, that's really not the case. You're here to tell people the good news that that's not true. That's really not who we actually are as a people. We don't need all of these uh, multifaceted levels of control in order to live a quality existence on this planet. What we need to do is be vigilant about when freedom is being taken from us because we understand natural law rights and we have developed the willpower to be willing to protect those rights when they come under threat. That's what's ultimately required. Bob, I want to get your take on another dynamic uh, that we saw during these uh, this past. Uh, I know you know we don't really put too much stock in the whole election because it's fraudulent to begin with, and it's all ultimately giving away personal responsibility to other people that we think can in some way represent us. You know, which is insanity thinking to begin with that anybody can actually represent your interest for you. But um, I don't know if you saw when Ron Paul advocated that we treat other people as we would like to be treated in one of these uh, debates wow. that just passed, and the crowd actually booed the golden rule. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. If that's not a sign of the sickness of our world today, I mean, the golden rule is so fundamental, so important, uh, so basic, uh, and it goes beyond uh, just treating people like you would want to be treated because if you're, a, if you're a sadistic individual who hates themselves, well, that doesn't count. Uh, in my opinion. So I, I, I approve of the golden rule uh, enhanced in the sense that uh, for those who want to be sadistic, fine, but that doesn't mean you should treat your neighbors like it uh, either. Absolutely right. We have to get out of this mentality of do unto others before they do unto us. This idea of preemptive aggression is insanity. And we do need to get back to these core principles of the golden rule, which lie at the foundation of all wisdom traditions, regardless of time, regardless of place in the world. Great segment, Bob. We'll be back at the top of the hour, and hopefully we'll take some calls. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening with our guest, hey Bob Hey, guys, Tussler. this is Chris Geo of Truth Frequency. I was born a shotgun in my hands Behind the gun Well, hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, we won't have to make our final stand behind a gun. Hopefully, we could make it behind the philosophy of truth and freedom. Let's never forget, that's what this show is all about. That's why I do this show, so it doesn't have to come to anything like that. That's the number one thing that I have in mind, is keeping it from going and escalating to the level of force. We don't want it to have to go to that. We want to help influence people to understand the philosophy of freedom and live that way and be willing to respect that in for all other people. So, Bob, uh, this is the short segment, and uh, we'll go to some calls in the, uh, in the uh, later part of this, uh, in, in the next segment. But uh, you had a project, a special project that you're working with some of the gentlemen from right. the Intel Hub on that you wanted to tell the listeners about. Go right ahead. and uh, Yeah, I appreciate that, Mark. Uh, the IntelHub.com, of course, as you know, I work very closely with them. Uh, and we're working on a new podcast series that takes an in-depth look at some more topical situations, if you will. Uh, for instance, the strange sounds. Did you hear about this, Mark? 
Uh, yes, I did. I'm not really too sure what to make of it. I mean, it seems like in some way this may be connected with the Earth's magnetic field. I really mm -hmm. hope it isn't. That isn't the case because that could yeah. bring about all kinds of different uh, possibilities for uh, what may lie in store with us as far as Mother Nature is concerned. But it's something I have looked into, and it's kind of disconcerting. Yeah, there. I mean, there's a million different possibilities with this. Uh, it could be a viral marketing campaign for a movie. Uh, so anyways, the the point of me bringing it up, I don't mean to digress. Uh, I did a show on that, by the way. Um, what was it? Friday night. Oh, cool. But, uh, the point check of me bringing, that out. Yeah. yeah, check it out. It, it was pretty good. We had uh, Lucas911 and Francis Walsh, an astronomer, and Scott, all from different backgrounds with uh, different insights right. into what's going on. Um, and uh, back to the Intel Hub News Brief. Uh, it's meant to take something like that and give you about 10, 15 minutes, you know, just to give you that concentrated, in-depth look at what's going on. You know, we do live talk radio, and I love live talk radio because right. we can take calls. Uh, it has a more natural feel to it. We don't pre-record any of this stuff, folks. It's all uh, as it comes. And, uh, folks, uh, you don't realize that that although it's a double-edged sword and may allow for prank calls to get through or whatever, it allows us to be genuine and to allow us to be off the cuff, which I like. Uh, but the podcast, on the other end, also allows us to go in-depth into different topics uh, and make it brief. We want to make these brief to the point. Uh, we did one on Ron Paul, uh, and I had Michael Badeneric, former presidential candidate, on for a podcast we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, getting his take on the madness and so much more. So we're trying to keep these up to date and topical, uh, releasing two to three every week at theintelhub.com. Just go to the website, theintelhub.com, with the banner up there. And if you're not familiar with theintelhub.com, where the hell have you been? You know, because, uh, Mark, they really do have the best source of alternative news. It is a very good site, and uh, uh, these gentlemen also are responsible for hosting the uh, Free Your Mind conference videos that uh, we posted to YouTube. On our YouTube. That's yeah. right. Not Which have been getting sale. a whole lot of hits. Absolutely. Not for sale. The number two NWO is our official YouTube channel. Uh, I've posted countless videos, including my recent chat with Freeman Fly. Freeman came into town. Uh, and, of course, I talked with him at the Free Your Mind conference. Uh, where he spoke. And yeah, the videos are going viral. It's a, a great channel with uh, over 4 million uploads, which tells us that people want to hear what's going on. Uh, when we see that our Alexa rating surpasses Chris Matthews three, four times, it tells me not that we're doing, not that I, I necessarily am trying to pat myself on the back, but that people genuinely want the truth and they're tired of the lamestream media. They want something different. They want something that's going to show them what's really going on and not lie to them and pander to the establishment. At more so than at any time in human history, believe it, folks, more people are ready to hear the truth. And you're not going to get it from the mainstream. You have to go to the alternative media. You have to go to books. You have to go to podcasts to get that. So great project, Bob. We'll pick it up on the other side. Stay with us, everyone. Welcome back. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today on the show, we're talking to radio talk show host and activist Bob Tuscan. Bob, we have a special caller on the line. You want to take some calls? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's uh, hear from 
the people. All right. <laughs> On the line with us is Freighter X. What? Uh oh. What do we owe this occasion to? Uh oh. This guy is a hey, member green, of nine nine different uh, secret societies. Okay. I prefer I prefer esoteric orders. Esoteric orders. All right. I like the secret society thing though, because it sounds mysterious. <laughs> right. How are you doing, Bob? Doing well. Uh, I hear uh, you had uh, a good show last night with Carolyn Goida. Yeah, yeah, it was excellent. And, and greetings as well to Mark. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, it's been a great show. The first hour I've been listening. I, I, I was uh, really uh, excited to have the opportunity to catch your show live, Mark. I listen to it every week, usually in podcasts, but today I had the opportunity, so great. here I am. And I want to say I had an excellent uh, exchange in the chat line with about 20 of your uh, uh, avid listeners there in the chat. Yeah, the chat's really, uh, pretty lively during the show. And people uh, yeah, are generally pretty, uh, pretty good in there and, you know, act civil toward each other. Uh, to, you haven't been to my chat see. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that the chat room is there <laughs> and acting as a, a supplement to the show. I hope uh, people will keep it uh, that way, definitely. I don't know if you caught it or not, but I had a little exchange back and forth with an anonymous listener who uh, claimed to be a Scottish Rite Mason. So I asked him some direct questions, and uh, he admitted to me right there in your chat that uh, basically the Scottish Rite is superfluous. <laughs> so, I mean, I would, it was I would have to say, it has, uh, as I've said many times, it has become something that is far from its original intent, that's for sure. Yeah, so it was really it was a good opportunity. I like uh, being able to talk to them directly like that. So, thanks for that. But anyways, I love your topic, uh, the topic of freedom, the idea of. Uh, I was thinking right away when you opened the show that you know who who won the revolution in America, if not people of you know <laughs> with freedom in their hearts, you know, and 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 it's not it's not lost in my mind that when the revolution was finished, they quickly got rid of guys like Thomas Paine because they needed oh, yeah. to bring back their, you know, elite control of society, and they you know, had to really extinguish that fire of freedom real quick. That's right. Yeah, common sense, who needs it? Right. Well, you know, we gotta, we got to get these expansive ideals back into check, really, is what it came down to. I mean, what we, we're talking about politics. We all know uh, that politics, I mean, the politicians are there just to give the illusion of the freedom of choice, aren't they? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's dialectical mechanics. It's sure. just, you know, a, a false choice leading people down to the same authoritarian ideology that there should be people who represent our interests, that there should be people who are our authorities, who that we look up to. there should be government, Mark, as exactly. you know, to me, and if you break down the meaning, govern to control, meant, meaning uh, mind. That's right. Mind control. There you go. That's government. And as I've said many times, it is simply another form of religion. It is uh, the belief in something that is illusory and uh, attempting to imbue that illusory thing with energy and make it real in our lives such that it has power over us. And that's all uh, any form of uh, 
religion in the sense of that which holds us back, as we've broken down the word many times, is there to do. Simply control, hold us back from forward evolutionary progress in consciousness. True religion, which is based in truth, which is based in philosophy, the love of wisdom, in actions that are grounded in natural law and do no harm and serve our best interests, true religion acts as a reconnection to the divine that exists within all of us. So the distinction has to be made between religion so-called, which is really false religion, and what a true religion or a true uh, philosophy based upon truth and natural law can actually do for us. Absolutely. Uh, I absolutely agree with you, Mark. Yeah, I mean, you could call it spirituality, you could call it mysticism. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a distinction from the religious you know, spirit that's held humanity captive for, well, what... John Lash calls the uh, infiltration of the Abrahamic patriarchal religions, you know, the Abrahamic uh, infiltration. But you also talked about water. And I, uh, I, was, yes. I was reminded of the, the... I had a conversation with Max Egan last month, and, and, you know, we spoke about water and the basis of consciousness and how his theory is that when a person dies, the water goes back to the ground table, you know, the water table, right. and basically uploads all the impressions and experiences of the individual back into the main water source. Very interesting. Well, what, what, is, what is the substance, if it's not calcified, in the pineal gland? It's water, right? Right. Yeah. It's a liquid. Well, uh, I mean, is it though? I've actually heard uh, that it's a crystalline substance. It's actually silicate. But there hmm. could be, you know, actual crystal in there. Well, it, that's very interesting. It makes it even more fascinating. But uh, as far as I know, water is connected. Uh, and then you have the experiments that uh, the Japanese scientists did with uh, looking at water, pictures of water, uh, and the, the yeah. different uh, projections that he would put. You know, he'd put love. And, and I've seen some skeptics take that on. Uh, and, and I think it's interesting, but at the same time, I think uh, when we start to say that uh, simply projecting a thought will will bring, uh, you know, something into our lives, uh, is a bit naive. Uh, it requires action. Okay, so I don't like the secret. I'm a big anti-secret law of attraction guy, uh, and it's not because okay, I well, don't. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Before we go down that rabbit hole, Bob, right. let me let Sorry. me just put this in perspective. The reason why that's okay, I want to hear your opinion there. But the reason why I brought it up is because water, he who controls the water, you know, his point when he made it to me was the corporations, the global corporations out there, as you have pointed out so often, Bob, they're taking control of water. Oh, and yeah. if they get control of the water, they put additives in there. They change the molecular content of the water. They're right. changing our consciousness right. through right. water. Right. It's, yeah, a lot of people, it's, a, it's a form of thought transports thought transference in and of itself water. If you even look at the pineal gland, it has some of the most high volume blood flow of any other uh, uh, part of the body. Um, and blood is comprised mostly of water, as we all are, are comprised mostly of water. So if you can actually control the quality of water, as you're talking about Freighter Rex, which is what these conglomerate uh, uh, corporations are attempting to do in all areas of the globe, you will have a, an inroads to be able to affect human consciousness on a grand scale. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, one of the whole shows I'm going to do as far as solutions when it comes to food is going to be on water. And uh, one of the, yeah. the most pure forms of water that anybody can take into their body, I, I'm a believer in, in RO systems. I know, Bob, you have one as well. Um, but 
um, more so than that, we need to look to the water that is distilled by nature itself. And that's why I'm really huge on juicing. And if you look right. into the power of juicing and how high energy that body is, you are bringing the energy of the sun. You're bringing light sure. into the body by taking the water that's distilled by nature and fresh fruits and vegetables yeah, into yourself. Yeah, water by itself, uh, you know, even the reverse osmosis is broken in a sense. Uh, I've looked at Robius, uh, the Robius plant, red tea it's called sometimes, on uh, yes. the connection with making whole water. Fascinating Roibos. subject matter. A lot of Roibos people don't realize, uh, real quick here before we go to break, uh, we went to war with Iraq. Everybody talks about oil, but they have the largest freshwater aquifer in the Middle East. Exactly. Great point, Bob. We'll be right back after these words, folks. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today on the show, we're talking with fellow Oracle Broadcasting Radio Show host, Bob Tuscan. BobTuscan.com is his website. Uh, Bob, we were talking to Freda Rex, and uh, he wanted to get into uh, the law of attraction a little bit with you as you were going to uh, talk about the... Uh, the law of attraction right. that's making its way through the new age community and the, the, the quote secret and how that differs from the true law of attraction. So uh, let's go back to Freighter X and get into that with him a little bit. And we also have other callers waiting on the line real quick. The call in numbers 866-841-1065. Call in, uh, pose some questions for Bob Tuscan. And uh, here we go. Freighter X, are you still on the line with us? Cool. Mark, I mean, basically, I would like to hear what Bob had to say about that because I think I, uh, I'm interested in his uh, in his assessment of the, of the secret and the natural law uh, applications of such. Go ahead, Bob. Sure. Well, I don't mean to be a party pooper here, folks, but the the mere fact that you're thinking about something and you know, therefore, you're going to attract it is complete BS. Uh, yeah, you can think about things and think things through and have critical thinking and learn about something, uh, and meditate perhaps, and you know, ponder on something. That's what philosophy and all the things that we've been talking about today on the show is all about. Uh, but this notion that if you think about money, or for instance, here's, here's one example that I see. Uh, somebody t told me the other day that if you think, uh, it works both ways here. Either you can think about getting sick and then get sick, or you can think that you don't want to get sick, uh, and then when you do get sick, it's because you're not supposed to put out what you don't want. So I've heard both ends of that said, uh, and I don't buy either way. I don't believe that. I believe that with every action, there's a, a reaction, uh, and that we need to look at the process and, and be pragmatic about it. Uh, and again, yes, there is a, a sort of thinking and, and d deliberation that takes place before we act. Uh, and, and of course, if you don't think about, uh, you know, being an activist uh, for geoengineering and, and chemtrails, or uh, if you don't think about waking up to 9-11 or whatever it may be, or if you don't think about the occult or whatever, uh, then you're not going to learn about it. But if you think about it, then you learn about it, and it's as simple as that. 
that's what the, the secret is. The secret is, is that if we think that we're going to be able to put our intentions out there and that that alone is going to help us, it's no different than uh, what we were talking about earlier where we, we think that uh, somebody's going to save us, the savior complex. I'm in total agreement. I think that uh, positive intent can play a role, but it can't act for us. We have to do the work. You know, we can put out an intent. We can put out a uh, general um, uh, feeling about how we're going to be receptive and open to information or even healing for that matter. You know, there is information to suggest there is such a thing as the placebo effect. And, you know, you can believe that you're right. being healed and then that can change energy fields in the body. But I don't think it's going to go out into the world and just magically change the, the, the world for the better if we don't help people to understand what they're doing that they don't have a right to be doing and then stop taking those actions. You know, it's an act of willpower that ultimately changes the world because ultimately behavior has to change. Just thought, okay, alone is not going, it's the starting point, it's not the ending point. The ending point is actually making a willpower decision to change behavior. That's where the law of attraction ultimately plays out in the real world, in the realm of manifestation. So I'm in agreement with you there, Bob. P uh, power of intention is one thing, but thinking that that's going to get it all done is quite something else, and it's a watered-down version of the real law of attraction. So, uh, Rex, does that answer your question about where uh, Bob's take on uh, on the law of attraction that's going around in the New Age movement uh, lies? Yeah, I think it's really clear, and, and I too, I, I agree with you both, and I couldn't have put it better, Mark, than the way you summed it up. I mean, it is, I think, very easy to get uh, sucked into oversimplified generalizations about things. The Secret is a clear example of that. The movie is an oversimplification of the laws of, you know, the natural laws that we have all studied closely. And, you know, this is something that is very, you know, it's manifest, I think, throughout our, this industry here in truth-seeking and the idea, you know, you're going to, people are going to rise up with these oversimplified generalizations. And you see the fruit of it, it always comes through over time, but in the end, I, I think I, I completely agree with you guys. And, you know, uh, one thing that's was a little bit of an aside, I think the flaw of the approach that's laid out in the direct, oh, just think what you want and it will manifest approach is that, you know, in sigil magic, for example, you have, uh, uh, you create a diversion where you, you symbolize your intent in a thing that is usually a mixture of letters of a word or an otherwise directed practice of will. And you, you, the reason why I said that, Mark, you brought up a clear uh, assessment of it is because you discussed the action phase. We need to do things to improve our consciousness. Right. We need to do things to improve our behavior. And this is the only solution is actual dynamic action. And if you lay back on the notion that if you just wish a thing into a, into a effect or into existence, then it's going to, you know, come to you. It's like the whole savior concept. It's the same, same principles. You know, Frater, so, I, I, I think I, one uh, other aspect of this that I want to mention in, in real short, real briefly here uh, is the fact that somehow you would have the nerve to say that people being slaughtered in a genocide in Africa somewhere by machetes, uh, you know, a ch children in a village, that somehow they attracted that to themselves. 
And I just don't buy that. Yeah. That doesn't sit well with me. That, you know, you have a me case of, of a nursery where the kids are just slaughtered or you drop bombs on them. I, I don't think that the law of attraction brought that to them. I don't buy it. I yeah. it, it doesn't sit well with me. Uh, and I, I think we need to go beyond it. Well, it's a, a whole different pattern of consciousness that would deal with uh, that sort of, you know, experience. Uh, it's completely beyond that. I completely agree with you. But, you know, the, the point I raised, the only reason I bring up the, the uh, example of sigil magic is because the reason why a person would turn to sigil magic as a practice is because the idea of focusing on your intention creates a corruption in the sense that you, instead of bringing about the effect you get, what you do is you create a groundswell of what you lack. You see, by wishing for a thing, what you're really telling the universe is, I don't have this. Why do you you're think, making that statement. Fred Rex, why do you think they use sigils on our money to keep us from the thing exactly. that we actually need the most, which is the awakening huh. of the one eye? Interesting. That's yes, why that, power, that, form, that specific power. form of magic, as you're discussing sigil magic, is used in that negative aspect on money. So phenomenal points. Really great call, Freighter X. Thanks so much for calling in and contributing to the show. Oh, uh, look forward to hearing from you anytime, and uh, maybe uh, we have to do an entire show with you as a guest in the future. Hey, no problem. Give me a call. And, uh, great show, guys. Uh, good, good job. We'll be, I'll be listening for the rest. And uh, thanks again for taking my call. We'll Fantastic. See you thanks, Ryder. Take good care. All right. Bob, uh, I want to quickly uh, ask you about your take on chemtrails, which is, is oh, yeah. something that people really need to shift their attention and just take a look up in the sky to see that this is going on around us at all times. Sure, they're spraying the heck out of us, folks. Barium, aluminum oxide, and strontium. And just today, I was enjoying some exercise playing soccer, and I looked up in the sky, and there was a plane spraying a fresh aerosol, uh, you know, a fresh trail of aerosols in the, into the sky. And right next to it, literally right next to it, was another plane with absolutely no condensation trail nor chemtrail from the back of it. So it's something that I'm working on. We're working on a film. And we're working with the EPA and our city commission to get the word out here locally to put an end to the geoengineering operation. I want to pick this up, this topic up a little bit on the other side before we take some more calls. So stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio, talking with Bob Tuscan of The Bob Tuscan Show here on Oracle Broadcasting today. Bob, we still have a couple callers on the line. You want to take some more calls? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Rich from Sacramento, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hey, Mark, Bob. Nice to talk to you guys. Doing well. Um, had felt compelled to call in. I remember mentioning to Bob a couple of days about the uh, the science history was studying that water stuff. Anyway, I'm not going there. I just read a book. People figure it out for themselves. But uh, what I did want to talk about is uh, what I am doing in action. Uh, I work with uh, firearms quite a bit. So I deal with law enforcement and military all the time. 
And to be honest with you, I'm probably the last person that you would ever think to be working with firearms. I don't really have a fascination with them. I kind of just fell into the position and in the times they are, I needed the money, so I took that position. But in light of doing that, it made a perfect opportunity for me to talk to our first lines of defense in the sheriff's department, lieutenants, ex-military, military still in war, things like that all the time, getting their perspectives on what they think is really going on right now. Yeah, very important and because they, they are victims. And as Mark has pointed out in his presentation, the powers that shouldn't be, think of them as more of uh, the, the bottom uh, feeders than even the, us, the, the normal goyim. Yeah, I would say their take on them, their mental attitude toward them is lower than a slave. Uh, as I've said many times, they literally call them their pets. Sadly, uh, I've seen. I've seen. Uh, I work with a military guy. He's fresh back from uh, both Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, I've seen his perception on the world change dramatically in the last six months. Probably because he's been working with me for the past six months. But uh, yeah, he, just the other day, he shows me an example. A Marine walks in and in full garb. He's all, "Watch this! I'm going to walk by him." And he threw out a call word, as a simple command from the uh, drill sergeants, and this guy jumped two feet out of his seat, turned around and didn't know what hit him. Just based on commands and talking about all repetitions that he remembers being put through. Uh, it clearly, it's a, it's a form of mental torture. It is. Bob, your take on that? Um, well, you know, it, it's pretty clear that uh, they should be treated with, with respect, but the, the powers that shouldn't be don't treat them with respect because... Unfortunately, they look for the dumbed down people. We heard reports that uh, police are police agencies are allowed to discriminate in hiring people because of too high of an intelligence score. Wow. Okay, <laughs> so you know it's it, not only are they actively recruiting people with lower intelligence into these positions, uh, they win a court they win a court case that they can discriminate against people who are too intelligent. Uh, so that co combined with the fact uh, that uh, the sheriff's office should be a, a buffer for us and protect us and that these oath keepers should be on our side and uh, hopefully not be used against us. Well, another topic I wanted to mention was the, was the chemtrails. Where I am in location, we have extremely clear skies and you can see all the way to the horizon with no development. Uh, so it's very easy to see when the sky is marked with 10, 20, 30 lines gridded out like crazy. And every time it's a clear day and I can meet somebody at the door, first thing I say, interesting sky today, huh? And get a reaction, give a quick profile of this individual would take the mention of a chemtrail lightly or not and further progress in a conversation otherwise. And what are some of the reactions you've heard from uh, bringing that up? Um, usually if it goes right over their head and they're like, yeah, it is strange, or, you know, it, it clearly they, they have no forethought of what a chemtrail might be, I kind of, I kind of sweep it under the rug, but if anybody shows any inkling of interest, and I've had everything, I have plenty of Marines, and say, that's interesting, and then I'll turn them on to, uh, what is it, what in the world are they spraying? Right. Great documentary. By Geo or Griffin. Uh, with Geo or Griffin. And in the position I'm in, these people are coming back on a regular basis, so I'll get follow-up comments from them having seen those videos and things like that. And, Bob, I know. You know, I have more military. 
Bob, I know you weren't planning on going much deeper into this topic, but it is uh, something I'd like to get a, your, a further take on from you insofar as this connects in with the quality of a, our attention. How do you suppose it could be that we live in a society where people can see something right before their own eyes and still deny its existence and try to pass it off as something which it clearly is not, which they call a uh, a uh, persistent contrail, condensation trail of water vapor at altitudes by which frozen uh, water vapor could not freeze and form into a contrail, and they're seeing these uh, uh, in, uh, sprayed into the skies on a practically daily basis, and yet they can completely ignore it. I mean, what does that have to say with where most yeah. people's quality of attention lies? Well, it's two things, Mark. Uh, real quick here. It's two things. We, we've talked about the fact that something right in front of your face is usually a good place to hide, uh, and uh, you know that's one aspect to this, but the other aspect to this is that if we were to open ourselves up to the possibility that there is this massive aerosol operation taking place on our skies, then if this is true, what else is true? And then the other thing people do is they say, well, I'm not sure of the motive. Uh, and even I'll be honest to tell you that I don't know the motive 100%. So therefore, I should neglect the fact that we have samples of barium, aluminum, oxide, and strontium, and we can show you time and time again that the atmospheric conditions have very little to do with these persistent contrails. Right. It's, it's, I just find it so amazing that people who don't know what they're actually doing, who aren't privy to that highest level of that intent for that action, would still go ahead and take the action just because they believe in faith, with faith, with religious zeal, that the people who are directing that agenda have the best interests of the people in mind. I can't, I, it's hard for me to even fathom that people can be that naive or completely uncaring and disconnected from morality that they could go up in a plane and spray something that they don't know its actual intent uh, onto a, 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 a civilian population. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, if, if anybody's on the West Coast that wants to get a good uh, a good sight of some chemtrails, you can visit Lake Tahoe anytime. It, on any given day in Lake Tahoe, you're about 6,500 feet closer to the sky, and the chemtrails just go crazy. It is insane. It's jaw-dropping. Well, Richard, it really is. I want to thank you for the call, bringing up some good points and good questions for Bob. So let's uh, go to another caller Absolutely. here. Uh, Doc in Florida, you're live on What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Bob Tuscan. Welcome. It's great to be with you guys. Thanks, Doc. Hey, is that Bob? Yes, it is. Yeah, what's up? Sheriff Bob Tuscan. Oh, no, it's, it's just uh, Bob Tuscan or Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Not so far, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I spent about 30 minutes with Popeye earlier today. Oh, on a show? Online. Yeah. Is he cool, there? yeah. Uh, Popeye's a good friend of mine. He has yeah, a show no. on the uh, Orion Talk radio network, correct? That's exactly right. right. Yeah, the same time. But check the archives out because, uh, you know, that's the beauty of, of this thing. It's that we can promote each other's shows and not really care about it because you guys have no excuse to not check out uh, one show versus the other. Right. I've been on interviewed on Popeye's show. He has a great show, putting the truth out there. Uh, people should definitely check it out. Well, you guys got a simulcast one day. Sure. Yeah. Those work out well, in my opinion. 
yeah, I did one the other day on, on a, you know, much smaller network, and it worked out fine. It was a good opportunity to kill two birds with one stone. So, And increase each other's listening audiences, you know? I mean, it's not a competition. We're, we're all in this for the same reasons. Precisely. You know, that, that sort of cornering of this truth market, if you will, uh, is not a good thing. So... I like for people to work with each other and support each other. It's important. Uh, you know, I'm, at the end of the day, anybody can contact me. I read all of my emails. I'm very accessible. Anybody can email me, Bob Tuscan at the intelhub.com. Uh, and what I'm doing should be no different than anybody else who's out there concerned about the issues we talk about. That's right. Get out there and take action. And uh, don't be afraid to speak. I can't be overemphasized enough. Bob, did you want to ask another question or a specific question of Bob? What's on your mind, oh, Doc? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah. I had uh, I brought up some uh, pretty newsy items uh, on his show. Uh, and one of them is on uh, Conspiracy Cafe about the uh, shipment of explosives taken to the Canary Islands, which is something everybody certainly needs to know about. Interesting. Yeah, that would create a tsunami dock that would uh, potentially take out the entire East Coast. Mark, perhaps when we get back from break here, we'll talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. This is something I have not yet heard about, so I'm interested in hearing this. All righty. All right, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back with our special guest, Bob Tuscan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back for the last segment. Okay, we're back for the last segment of What on Earth is Happening for this Sunday, January 22nd, 2012 edition with our special guest, Bob Tuscan of the Bob Tuscan Show here on Oracle Broadcasting. We had uh, on the line Doc in Florida. Doc, are you still with us? Here I am. Okay, we were, you had um, a question about a, a source report that you heard uh, that you read at uh, Conspiracy Cafe, and it was regarding shipments of explosives to uh, through the Canary Islands, and Bob was about to respond to that. Okay. Yeah, well, tell me a little bit more. What, what do we know for certain as, as far as these uh, explosives? Where, where were they sent, and, and what's your take? Because it would be very uh, interesting to see a, a false flag of some sort lead to a major tsunami, which they've talked about uh, the Canary Islands blowing on their own, uh, why do they need explosives when it seems the the geology already is fairly uncertain? Well, every false flag or whatever, you know, big event like Japan, uh, there's always been an exercise. Uh, there's always been they want to accelerate the process. They don't want right. to wait. They're running out of time. They're being discovered, etc. They're running scared. Are you looking at the same website now? No, I, I don't have the link pulled up here. I, I can, but t just tell me in, in short, what, what what's the take here? Well, they've offloaded tonnage of explosives there, and there's no other reason for it except for that. I mean, the, the shipment was originated, didn't originate, but it stopped in Finland, and the captain of that ship was arrested because the, the container shipping containers had uh, cruise missiles, 
uh, the latest version and all kinds of explosives and the shipping crates were marked fireworks destination China. Now China makes fireworks. <laughs> they don't import them. Interesting. Bob, your take on what this might mean? Might be a good time to get off the East Coast uh, with the nuclear facilities in abundance here. Uh, it's probably a good idea to get away in general. I, I'm not quick to say that this necessarily means we'll see some sort of false flag attack happen, but it wouldn't surprise me. So uh, I think it's good that we bring this to the listeners' attention. And Doc, I appreciate the call. Yeah, I sure. would say that, that the time to watch for anything like that, as always, comes up around uh, that season of sacrifice from the beginning of spring to the midpoint of spring. Sure. I can't emphasize that enough for people to uh, pay attention to that time period. The occultists love that, and they definitely uh, believe that that is a time to offer blood sacrifice to the earth. We have another caller, Mike in New York. You're live on What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Bob Tuscan. Welcome. Hey, Mike. How's it going, buddy? Hey, thank you for taking my call. Anytime. Uh, I appreciate the great show. Um, I'd, just, I'd just like to say something. I've said it before on air. Uh, the biggest solution anybody can, can do in their life is really improving the relationship with themselves and their, their creator or their higher self. Absolutely. And also the people in their lives. Um, all the guns, all the gold, all the seeds cannot protect you um, when you lay your head down at night to go to sleep. If you've done nothing for the people in your lives, you don't deserve sleep. And uh, I just like to throw that out there. Absolutely. We have to be the change that we want to see. And the, the, the greatest solution is the work that we perform upon ourselves. I'm going to be talking about that a lot this Thursday night on uh, Occult Empire with Bob from Cincinnati because we're going to be talking about the great work of alchemy. And that is exactly what that process is all about. Bob, your take on that? Yeah, and I again, I'm a little reluctant to say that uh, we should completely discount uh, being pragmatic and prepared for the sake of helping others. But yeah, we, we do need to help others. We, we do need to realize uh, at the end of the day that karma is important, uh, whatever that may mean to you. Uh, and I've seen it in my own life. Karma at the end of the day does have a, a mysterious way about it. Absolutely. Yeah, and... Uh it is a, that is a good point. You know, you can only prepare yourself, but uh, at the end of the day, but you, if you've done nothing for somebody else or non, done nothing good for somebody else when somebody was in need, that will that will affect your that will affect the change you want to see. That'll be yeah. the reality in which you find yourself stuck in. And collectively, and, if we uh, think about how selfish of a society we become and self-centered, focused upon our own gain as opposed to really wanting to uh, extend uh, the, the um, uh, way that we perceive our rights and how our rights should be respected and protected and extend that to all others. And it's just, again, it's the golden rule in practice. Treat others as you would want to be treated. Allow others to express their individual uniqueness and their rights as you would expect yours to be uh, respected and honored. Uh, and if we don't do that for others, we can't expect that for ourselves. So it's a great point that you're making there, Mike. Exactly. And I think that's sort of, if I want to get a little philosophical for a second, I think that's sort of the, the conundrum, if you want to believe in a creator, a soul creator. I think he also said that to him, him or herself, that, uh, you know, what kind of a God would I want to be? 
you know, and what kind of a person do you want to be on this planet? Because I think the reflection you put back on this planet is, is really the reflection of what's going on in the struggle for humanity as a whole within yourself. Absolutely, Mike. Great points. Bob, any response to that? And then I'm going to get your final thoughts. Mike, thanks so much for the call. Yeah, always good to hear from Mike. Uh, and, you know, yeah, Mark, I, I, I think there's been a lot said on this program tonight uh, that I hope resonates with people, and I'm sure it does, because the people that listen to Mark's show are very much interested in learning and using critical thinking. Uh, I want to refer people to the programs we did on the Trivium and, you know, take a closer look at all the various things that you've pointed out uh, in your great research. And I, I want to thank you, Mark, in, in the final moments of this show because you've been an inspiration to me uh, and I've appreciated having you on the show throughout the years. And I appreciate glad- that, Bob. Hey, well, yeah. every, everyone should know Bob got me into internet talk radio through a mutual friend, Eric, who I met at a Tesla art show uh, that I had helped right. to curate. Uh, uh, Eric put me in touch with Bob uh, when he was broadcasting on Revolution Broadcasting, and Bob got me my start in internet radio, helped me, uh, get, me get a foot in the door to do what I'm doing now. So everyone should thank Bob uh, for that, and I, I'm eternally grateful to, to you for that, Bob. Well, you know, I... It's it's been a good partnership that we've had, Mark, because we've gotten the word out to more and more people, uh, and your reach has grown exponentially. Uh, and then we had such a great uh, Free Your Mind conference in Philadelphia that you put together and organized, uh, which was something that I've never been a part of before, and uh, I was com- completely impressed with how that went, and I, I appreciate you making me a part of that. Uh, I know there's a lot of pressure for a free mind conference uh, number two. We're going to be uh, talking about it. It's uh, we're going to talk with some of the organizers and see if we can put it together. I'm not promising anything definitively, but we're going to be uh, discussing yeah. that about making that happen later in 2012. Well, I encourage all of Mark's listeners that are uh, familiar with the Free Your Mind conference, uh, whether or not you were in Philly and saw it live, or you caught it on our YouTube channel, in which. We released all of the videos open source, uh, which really was a a testament to the fact that this was free your mind. This was about getting it out there and getting the word out. Um, And I I encourage Mark's listeners to bug him about it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And and Mark's going to kill me for this. Thanks. Uh, He's going to kill me for this. But, you know, tell him how much you appreciate it and and that you want to have a similar event because it's good that we could meet face to face with people. I mean, people came from all over to this event. They came from Canada. Uh, we met uh, some great folks from Canada, Mark. Yep. Uh, we had uh, one guy, what was he from Ohio? He drove all the way in from. Uh, people came from Florida, Jeez. from up, up in New England, all Texas. over the country. Yeah, yeah. It really was an awesome experience. Uh, and uh, perhaps that's a good segue to remind to you know my final comments here, uh, wanting to remind people to get face to face with people, and even if there's only one or two activists in your area, meet up with them and start to get that community because no man is an island. That's I right. got off the grid and was living in Mexico, Mark, as you know, in complete abundance with a complete uh, water system and fruit fruit trees and vegetable gardens and the ocean. 
but I was all alone. And we need a community. That's At right. the end of the day, we we need to get back to our families. And uh, I, I love everyone listening right now. I know that sounds a bit Pollyannish, but uh, that sort of unconditional love needs to be reintroduced so that we can take the power away from the powers that shouldn't be in their scummy ways. And what better way by coming together and putting our intentions into action to change the quality of our attention for ourselves and ultimately for our world. Bob, phenomenal show. I want to thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome back at any time. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Tuscan. Go and check out his site at bobtuscan.com and listen to his show here on Oracle at every weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Bob, thanks so much. Thanks, Bob. All right, folks. Hope you enjoyed this edition. We'll see you here next Sunday. Stick around. Up next here on Oracle Broadcasting, Chris Everard. AG is a symbol for silver on the pyramid.